Welcome back to another episode of the Lifting Laughter in Life podcast with your hosts, Aaron Bruce and Nick Nutting. What is up, Aaron? Hey, Nick. So, today, we are going to be touching on some cool stuffs and things. Is um, We're going to be talking about nutrition based on your goals, whether that is to lose weight, gain weight, and when we're talking about losing weight, we're talking about losing that fat. You know what I'm saying? And we're talking about gaining, gaining weight. We're talking about gaining that muscle. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. And then we're also going to be talking about um, doing like a recomp where you're, you're gaining muscle, you're burning fat. I know that's pretty much what everybody wants to do. Unless you're severely obese or severely underweight, that seems to be everybody's goal. Would you agree? I would agree. <laughs> Is that what you're wanting right now <laughs> that's too? That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, everybody, right? Except for me. I just want to put on as much fucking mass as possible. <laughs> I just want to get huge and jacked. Yuck. Even though I'm like, I'm on a cut to support you. I'm like... I'm ready to just get huge. <laughs> ready to fill out my weight glass. So, I guess what we should dive in on is... How to go about that. Yeah. So, like, if you have somebody coming to you who's already, you know, they already have been training. Um, maybe they're looking to uh, become a client of ours to train with me. Let's say I've got them on a program. Now it's passed over to you to take care of the nutrition side of things. Um, what are some things that you're looking for? Obviously, we've already established their goal at this point. They want to recomp. Um, mm-hmm. They have a goal of becoming stronger, uh, but they also want to get leaner. Uh, so they want to they want to put on a little bit of mass, get stronger, and burn some fat. So, with that on the mind, what are some things that you're going to be asking them or that you're going to be looking for um, with, you know, with a new client? So with the goal already set in place, um, that's obviously number one. I like to get more into depth than just foods for them because it's going to play a big part in their stress, their energy. Um, So getting to know the person, for one, um, their lifestyle, uh, their work. What do they do for work? Are they sedentary? Do they have a very active job? Um, Because that's obviously going to influence their recovery, um, how many calories they're going to need, what kind of calories they're going to need, and obviously how much water, hydration, because that's important as well. Um, And then obviously I talked to Nick about the training, what type of training, Uh, mornings, evenings, um, the volume, how intense. Um, And then something that we really delve into is if they have any gut issues, restrictions, because that's going to play a big part in either the foods I'll recommend, um, the foods they're going to be able to eat. Um, and I know nowadays, just with the way food is, a lot of people have a lot of lactose issues. Or some people have, like, egg issues. Um, yeah, it seems like everybody has some sort of restriction. Restriction, yeah. So getting that set in place in the very beginning is going to be a huge, huge help. Um, especially with protein powders. Um, we actually have a client right now, he does fine with uh, milk-based, but... Sometimes they upset them, so if he needs to switch that in for a plant-based protein, that also will be super beneficial. Is, um, is there like anything people should know, like if they if they're going from like an animal source to like a plant source protein, like as far as recovery? Because I, I oh, know with yeah. plant-based, it's it's the you know the amino profiles aren't quite as strong. Yeah. So with that, you may notice a little bit more soreness or 
lack of recovery because I know personally I, I started out using whey protein um, and then I had a lot of issues and I actually use plant now um, but I've switched between the two trying to get back to whey just because I do notice a huge difference in the way that I recover and the way that I feel post-workout um, so you may notice a little difference some people don't um, but a lot of people I've talked to have um, another thing too switching to plant I've also noticed a lot of people at first have a little bit of uh, GI issues um, just because some of the the protein sources they use like the pea proteins brown rice uh, is a little bit harder to digest on the stomach um, but with technology they actually add a lot of enzymes to help with that um, as far as like brands do you have like brands that you recommend like for because I know that there's there's probably some like whey isolates that might work better for somebody who has lactose issues and then like other particular like plant protein um, sources um so like I guess first we'll, we'll ask you know uh, as far as like whey isolates because I know whey isolate seems to be a little bit easier on the stomach than you know just a, a whey concentrate yeah whey isolate mix mm, well I mean me personally no because I don't really use the whey proteins but I have heard a lot of people like the isolate, the Optimum Nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing too is don't get so caught up on the macros because they're all going to be about the same, but really delve into the ingredients. Are they adding a lot of fillers? Um, how many how many items are actually in the protein powder? Um, I usually like to say anything over like five to seven is usually too much. Um, so like Synthesix, not to throw shade at them, but they have like there's a lot forty things yeah. on their other ingredients list. Yeah, and if you're someone who wants to use whey, but you know you have a little bit of issues, go with something one of the cleanest, least amount of ingredients you can find. Those will usually be the easiest. Um, but I don't have a personal favorite brand. I know Optum Nutrition is a good one to go with. Um, if not, Diamantize is also that one mixes really well. A lot of people like that one. Yeah, those are yummy. Yeah. Um, they also have fruity pebbles and cocoa pebbles. Which are new. Yeah. They actually taste really good. Yeah. Um, plant brands, I know Sun Warrior is a really good one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Vitamin Shop has a house brand that's it's literally called Plant. Um, I use that one too. It's a little lower on the protein. Um, freaking just to scoop it. It's perfect. What do they use? Isn't it like pea, brown, and hemp or something yeah, like that? Yeah, they use those three. I think there might be one more. Uh, they might throw quinoa on there. I can't remember. Um, but that one has a good blend. They also have like a, just like a vegetable blend added to it, which is kind of nice sometimes. Uh, extra fiber, greens, stuff like that. So like, mm. like do you ever do you ever ask people like about preferences, like what they love to eat, like to eat, uh, what they sometimes eat, or what they hate? Definitely, because if not, and you put someone on a program or you recommend stuff that they don't like, they won't stick to it. Um, they will not be successful. <clears throat> Um, so you definitely have to get ideas of what they like, how they normally typically eat. Um, cause I know like you, sometimes you said you don't like mushrooms. I would never put that on your program. Cause I know for one, you're not going to eat them. <laughs> do you typically do like a food plan or is it, are you asking that for like, to know like what sort of macro breakdown? Like, cause like for me, I love carbs. Mm-hmm. So like, would you be more or less asking, not necessarily to know whether to put like, you know, lots of grains and, and you know, bread and stuff, but like. Are you asking for like, okay, I know this guy likes carbs. I'm gonna I'm gonna have him a little bit higher on carbs, especially since his training is so glycolytic. He uses a lot of muscle glycogen. Is that something that you look at? Like, okay, 
Like this girl, she loves her fats. If she doesn't get ribs at least once a week, she, she's <laughs> finna hit someone. Is that something you look at? Uh, it is. And with that, it honestly just depends on the person. Um, and again, their goals. Um, but some people don't like eating the same meals and they like flexibility and they have a busy life. So if for them, and if they have family nights and they like to go out and eat every week, it is going to be easier to just give them macros so they can fit that stuff into their into their week and still feel quote-unquote normal um, and other people they're super strict they're religious they are super what's the word where they do the same stuff every day <laughs> repetitive yeah they're super repetitive yeah, they love that um, and for them I might it might be easier for them to just give them foods and be like here eat this meal this day um, every day kind of thing and it also is sometimes easier that way too because then I get to choose which foods are going to be eating post-workout, pre-workout, which sometimes is better because a lot of people might not know that. Um, I wanted to ask you about that, about meal timing, because I know there's mixed reviews, right? There's there's one camp that says really doesn't matter, like as long as you're you're eating normally throughout the day, that meal timing doesn't make a big enough difference. But there are people in the industry such as, you know, the Mountain Dog, John Meadows, and anybody, anybody who, knew, who knows him, he knows what he's talking about. I mean, he's... He's a good guy to follow, just a good person in, in general, but also a great coach, very knowledgeable. Um, he touts meal timing quite a bit, um, yeah. even if it's just supplemental, you know, using supplements. Um, can you touch on that, like, as far as, um, you know, what you'd recommend, like, as far as around training for meals? I definitely agree with meal timing. Um, I think you should eat even if you do use an intra-workout. So if you do consume already like pre-digested carbs and EAAs or BCAs during your workout, um, that's great. But I definitely think you need to eat as soon as possible after your workout, at least protein and carbs. Um, typically for me, I don't, you really don't need fats post-workout um, unless it's a little bit, um, just cause that's gonna slow down your digestion a lot and you want those, that glycogen and protein to get straight to the muscles as quick as possible to help with recovery. Um, so I definitely think it's very important to eat quickly um, post-workout. I don't like, I don't think you should fast after. Um, and I definitely think that unless you're super, super shreddy, any other time of the day, as long as you're hitting your macros, you'll be fine. Um, but pre and post-workout, definitely you wanna be eating um, pretty well around that, that period of time. So like people that train fasted, especially, I would assume? Yeah. Definitely. If you are trying to train fasted, you definitely need to eat after. Um, if you have a pretty solid meal or snack before, you have, they say you have about a one to three hour window, um, but definitely the sooner the better. Because I mean, I know that that's uh, the whole, uh, what the fitness community subscribed to, you know, before based off of, of you know, research was, was the anabolic window and whatnot. And we've since found that it's not it's not the way that it was explained. It's, it's, it's one of those things where it's not really a thing anymore, but uh, to ignore a lot of the anecdotal evidence is, is foolish. Because um, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about, about recovery with, um, I know, meal timing around training. Uh, it's like, I know John Meadows says, you know, just, just a tiny bit of fat, a uh, decent amount of protein, decent amount of carbs, not so much that you're, you know, bloated going into training, but before training, and then, um, 
some EAAs with some uh, highly cyclic dextrin or cluster dextrin uh, intra workout, and then you know maybe maybe a shake with some uh, with some more fast acting like some dextrose you know after your workout would would be would be wise. Uh, it certainly can't hurt, especially for those that are training really really hard, because um, I know it really benefits. Uh, some of his clients who are, you know, they're IFBB pros or they're, you know, champion powerlifters. These are people that absolutely train hard. They don't understand the concept concept of, you know, training like a, for lack of better words, a pussy in the gym. They are getting after it. And I know that, you know, just anecdotally, he's had hundreds of clients that are just like, John, I feel so much better. And I know for myself and some of my clients, it's worked. So it's one of those things where I feel like we need more research around that um, with people who are really trained, not just guys, you know, in college who work out three days a week and, you know, they, they look okay. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, I think we, that would be an awesome thing to to have done is, is some more studies on that. Um, I know funding's always an issue for them, um, especially, you know, because some of them you want a longer... Um, a longer study group uh, than you know, two weeks or three weeks or whatever it is uh, to really, really get some good data. But um, so I'm I'm interested. Um, like, um, does it matter? Um, I guess how much? Because I, I know that there's there's studies and, and research that shows too much carbs during training could be a detriment just due to stomach emptying um i mean would you say like there should be a limit to that yes <laughs> definitely because like um i mean well even like you mentioned john meadows i've heard him talk about it um how if you have well that's why he does such the digested the cyclical dextrose is that what you say I think, um, he, yeah, he calls it cluster, cluster, cluster dextrin. dextrin, so like highly cyclic dextrin yeah. would be, uh, I think it's the same thing. Yeah, because if not, when you're training, you pretty much want to have something pre-digested in your stomach if you're not going to train fasted, because um, if not, all your body's energy is going to go in your stomach and working on digesting that food versus um, your yeah, muscles. Like blood, blood yeah, blood flow is going to go there, yeah. Which is kind of defeating the purpose. You want everything to be focused on that muscle for the maximal gains or results um so yeah it definitely helps having some intra workout or pre-workout but you definitely don't want to ever train obviously full or bloated um because that's not going to be beneficial is there like a guideline for like maybe how many carbs for like the average person like that they would want during the during the um uh their you know their training session like as far as grams of you so know? Um, no more than 25. 25 is a good number to hit. Is that like a good like mid-range? Yeah. Because I know I, I assume it would change with like, you know, somebody who's got a much higher metabolism or, or ability to, you know, because like with your stomach, I, I don't know for sure, but you know, some of the, some of the studies have shown that, that it, it varies. Like if somebody's used to consuming calories during training, their ability to empty their stomach and yeah. put that to use is going to be better than somebody who never does or maybe somebody who doesn't eat until eight o'clock at night and they get all their calories in late yeah um, and on a personal note i know we have a new betancourt brand that just came out um with a carb 
carb uh, pre-workout. It's got like the EAAs, carbs, and creatine and all that stuff. uh, Intra, Intra yeah, intra workout, and that one has 26 grams of carbs. Um, I've tried a full scoop, couldn't finish it. I honestly got really bloated and full. I so I do about half, which is like 16. Uh, But I'm sure Nick could probably do the full thing and feel fine. Yeah, I have have tried it intra, and yeah, I was totally fine during training. So it definitely depends on the person, um, but anything around 20, 25 is usually a good point. Because I used to use um, just Gatorade powder. Um, and I'd mix it with, you know, some EAAs, and uh, I do like the cluster dextrin, uh, just because of the, it doesn't spike your your insulin quite as much, um, at least from what the, the research has shown and, and from what I felt myself. Um, yeah. So I think that definitely helped, because I was used to that coming into it, and then trying that product i was like oh okay and i like that it has the eaas in there and the it literally has and, everything yeah. yeah it's perfect you don't really need to add anything and the flavors are on point and then john has his own uh product line he's got the granite supplements i've been wanting to definitely want to try some yeah absolutely not huge on supplements but i mean working at vitamin shop it's like we we try them all yeah you know you have to <laughs> yeah it's, it's one of those things where it's like i want to try it um so yeah. we'll usually give everything a a good trial run, you know, a couple blocks of training, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, so far, so good with that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, anything else that you want to touch on? Mm-hmm. I was um, going to say something else, too. Oh, yeah. Um, if muscle gaining is your goal, I would definitely look into taking an intra, because that definitely helps me push harder through my workouts, um, and I just have more energy throughout. Um, so definitely look into that. Um, and as far as uh, calories go for muscle gaining, um, you obviously want to be in a surplus because it's going to be a lot easier to gain muscle in a surplus. Um, and then obviously use, utilizing carbs around your workout is going to be super beneficial as well, like we've already touched on. Um, and then you pretty much always want to have a high protein level. Um, I think the recommendation for lifters is like, 1.2 to or like 1 to 1.2 per pound of body weight grams grams yeah um, so I usually do about that um, but definitely want to be hitting at least that amount of protein um, if not recovery obviously you're going to be a lot more sore tired um, and it'll be a lot harder to gain mm-hmm. for weight loss you still want to have high protein um, and then honestly it depends on the person um, their lifestyle activity level Um, but you can pretty much play around with carbs and fats um, to see how you respond. Some people do a lot better with higher carbs, some people do better with higher fats. Um, It's all about just listening to your body, how do you feel, how's your energy, how's your sleep. Sleep's a good indicator, how's your volume. Um, So those definitely all play a part. So it's not a one size fits all. Um, So fuck the cookie cutters, (laughs) those don't work. I've definitely found with athletes, car, higher carbs tends to be um, necessary, and even beyond like what their wants are. Like with an athlete, you got to tell them like, all right, this is not going to be about like what you think you want or what you are hungry for. Like, you're going to need a lot more carbs than you're used to eating. Yeah. Whereas you know, uh, somebody that's looking to lean out or whatever, or just just look better. It definitely. Uh, plays a part too yeah macro breakdown but i knew uh lane norton um he's 
he's a great resource for uh, for nutritional advice. Um, but he always cites uh, research, just talking about uh, all you know calories and protein being equal. That that fats and carbs um, can kind of be interchanged. Obviously, uh, taking calories into account, but um, all else being equal, calories and, and protein, there seems to be no detriment to body composition. Um, it can be to performance uh, in the gym, you know, so keep that in mind if you are a strength athlete, but that is uh, some food for thought I've found, but when it comes to body composition, I mean, sometimes the everyday person who just wants to look good, I mean, shit, eat what you like. Yeah. Would you agree? I agree. Okay. Um, if you're completely off track um, and you don't know where to start, before you change anything, just start start tracking the way you eat. Just kind of get a good, rough idea of where you're at calorie-wise. Um, after about three days of consistent tracking, that's about enough time to see where you are roughly. Just ask clients if they never track before don't know how to kind of just either for one list out all the foods that they do eat and I'll track for them or if they do understand the basics of it like my fitness pal is an easy app to use um, put it in themselves to kind of see where they're at but don't change anything eat how they normally do if they snack add the snacks um, to kind of see where they're at um, and then from there we'll make small adjustments if they are lifestyle we'll just try to make some switches um, I'm super big about not having quote-unquote bad foods um, and not completely getting rid of those but just trying to add in more nutritious foods um, so if they don't eat a lot of vegetables um, explaining how that's gonna help them with regular bowels maybe feeling more full not having so many cravings um, but not necessarily focusing on the bad but just focusing on all the good that they can be adding to their diet um, so being cautious of that. And if you're gonna hire someone to help you with that um, and you get, you get done with your first week and you feel like you're starving, super tired, fatigued, um, then it's not for you. They obviously aren't doing something right. You shouldn't drop so many calories in the first week that you're already starving. I know every diet that I've started, by week one I either feel great, I don't feel a difference, or I'm, I'm not hungry at all yet. Because um, you don't you don't want to be dropping that quick. Because then where do you go from there? Yeah, you, um, and you, you don't want to go. Yeah, you don't want to go super low. And like John Meadows, I know we mention him a lot, but he's a bad bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but he always says you have tools that you can use in weight loss. Um, obviously, cardio is one. Um, supplements uh, like fat burner stuff like that. Um, but diet's going to be the main one, so you don't want to fuck that up and have nowhere to go after week one. Yeah, activity level, increasing activity level. Yeah. Um, so just be patient with yourself. Show yourself love, care, time. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, just, just be okay with where you're at and um, be excited about where you're going. And another tip for that is I know a lot of females um, get super body conscious um, mm. and they are super nitpicky about the way they look what they want to change um, so just making sure you're practicing self-love and self-care um, that, go that goes for you guys too who are out there who are like I'm fat 
because I know everyone's probably done it. Um, I know I still do, which I'm working on. Um, but just implementing something every day that makes you appreciate either the way you look, the way you feel. Um, I know in the mornings you can wake up and just point out at least one thing that you like about yourself. Um, is it your smile, your hair? Um, maybe you have nice arms or legs. Um, just point out one thing that you really like. Um, it'll take away from all the negativity. Um, and then whenever you do have negative thoughts about the way you look or, or the way that you are feeling, um, think about the things that you do like. Um, everyone has fat, so quit telling yourself you're fat. <laughs> um, everyone has... No one is perfect, and everyone has things that they don't like about themselves. Um, but the only way you change that is to change it. <laughs> <laughs> don't be so hard on yourself for negative. Um, Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah, I know that was a pretty hard one, but there you go. That's that's a secret. It's true, though. Take ownership of what you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, just be happy with the way you are and who you are um, and just know that there's always room for improvement and growth so you're not stuck where you're at um, just be excited for the journey and keep mm -hmm. fucking getting after it yeah no, I know I totally agree I can get hung up on things that are that are hard or, or difficult or where I'm at and it's like you, you can focus on that all day long until you're blue in the face but until you take the initiative to do something you become intentional about making a change nothing's going to change you, you got to be intentional and you got to stick with it um, you know if, if you want to improve your life do hard things lift heavy things challenge yourself when you don't want to do something that's the best time to do it it's usually not what you want to hear or not what you want to do, but those are the times that you really need to buckle down and just be like, "Yeah, I, I got to do this. I got, I, you know, why I got to do this because I don't want to do this. You know, you don't want to wake up early and go take care of things, or you don't want to um, have to go see your in-laws, or you know, whatever your reason is. If if it's got to be done, you got to do it." <laughs> I mean, that's really all there yeah. is to it. Nothing worthwhile ever comes easy. You've always got to work for it. And it's always so much more rewarding, though, when you actually have to put in the work. Yeah. And grind. And then when it's over, you're like, damn, like, I'm so glad I did that. Yeah, I mean, this is, well, it's like making your own money versus, you know, an inheritance yeah. of millions. You know, where the, you hear it all the time, people pissing away millions from yeah. lottery or, you know, their inheritance and... Would it be nice? Yeah. But sure. is it satisfying? Probably not. You're just blowing it. Because, I mean, you really do want to learn to fall in love with the process of it, whatever that process is. If that's transforming your body, then you got to fall in love with the work that you need to put in to make that happen. If that's to build a million, you know, multi-million dollar empire, then you got to fall in love with building that empire. you got to fall in love with the process, the steps that it takes to make that happen. Easier said than done. Um, Always. You can, you know, listen to every motivational talk that you can. You can listen to us talk all motivationally. Um, but, I mean, we we end up having to wake up every morning just like everybody else and, and look in the mirror and go, all right, let's do it again. And that's really all there is to it. It's not like you're going to wake up motivated. 
those days rare. Take advantage of them when they do come, but remember that every other day it's going to be discipline that carries you home. Um, For sure. But I, I think that's that's it. That's everything that we wanted to cover today. Um, our next episode, we're going to talk about uh, creating program for yourself uh it's gonna be kind of kind of question and answer like we did here aaron's gonna quite you know question me and interview me um i think it was a great way to do it and then um i think after that episode we're gonna start inviting guests on um, because we want to expand our minds um, and really get challenged Uh, we're gonna have some some people on that that are you know smarter than us in some ways and we're gonna have them really just challenge our brains on on those areas where you know they're smarter than us and honestly that's that's the way you grow um so i think with that i'm just going to end it with if, if you got something out of this if you liked it please share with your friends leave a uh, review yeah leave a review give us a five star rating on itunes it would be much appreciated we're not monetizing this don't really have any plans to um yeah i think uh I think that covers just about everything. If you guys have any questions on anything that we've talked about, you know, you can hit us up on on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Facebook, it's going to be Aaron Bruce or myself, Nick Nutting. Um, On Instagram, it's going to be at Aaron Bruce 11. Um, And then for mine, it's going to be at Bulletproof underscore strength underscore systems. just send us a DM. We're always happy to answer questions. We love hearing from you guys. Um, that's a lot of ums. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and with that, we are going to be signing off with Lift or Lafting in Life podcast. Goodbye, Aaron. Bye. All right, guys. You have a good week.